Welcome to The Her of the Dog. This podcast is intended for an over 18 audience, so if you're under 18, sit in butter and slide on. Hello and welcome to Her the Dog with me, JP. And me, Dargy. Bringing you episode 7. What's the crack, mate? Not so bad. How's things? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Very it's one good. week closer to Christmas. Oh, you've, I, you're sick in the head. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he has stuck to his promise, right? And I come in to record today and on the desk he has a <laughs> Christmas tree with baubles and lights on. And what date is it today, the 8th or 9th of November? You're sick in the fucking head. Do you like my big gingerbread, man? Yeah, it's lovely. It's fucking gorgeous. I want one myself. So I um, I got that. <laughs> it was a two, two years ago, I think. And um, it was really early. I got that in like September. And it was in card. I was going in the card factory for a, for a card and seen it. And was like... Roshi not kill me if I get this but uh, I, I couldn't resist it was like 30 quid and I was like fuck it I'm gonna get it and came home from it and she doesn't allow me to put that anywhere in the house I'm she not surprised it. so it's a it's, creepy it's, looking bastard it's thing. stay in here <laughs> it's a creepy looking fucker I thing. love it it's massive it's so big it's for context it's about three and a half foot <laughs> so yeah, it's it a is. it's a big old uh, gingerbread man but yeah. um what do you think but it's a good job i don't have fucking epilepsy otherwise them lights <laughs> not there will pop me hair and as for your christmas jumper sitting here with a christmas jumper and green grinch slippers it's nearly christmas you're a sad bastard that's what you are <laughs> um the uh that that tree there how much do you reckon that was I would say that was about seven quid. Four quid in home. Four board. quid. Oh, very <laughs> good. I got it. But last it's a nice night. wee desk one, like you know it is. But uh, no, your jumper—it's a Man United Christmas jumper. Yeah. It says uh, Santa's little helper. Yeah, it's actually—it's—it's uh, it's not a Man United one, believe it or not. It, it just—it's it looks like the crest. No, it, it is, but oh. it isn't. It's—I um, listen to another podcast called The United Stand every day, three times a day. It's on, right? And they released this jumper, so I got it about three months ago, and it's the first time I've worn it. Do you not think Man United are embarrassing enough without you wearing that shade? <laughs> Don't want to get started. <laughs> um, I was. I we were obviously at rehearsals last yes. night, and then and all I, I heard, was, oh, it's greatest one nil, and then I heard, oh, it's greatest two nil, and then I went home and I thought, fuck, they have it one, you know, never thought anymore. And then I went on to Twitter and I seen four three, and I laughed. And what did I do? You text me. I text you, and I says, what was the score in that match? And the reply I got was two words: fuck up. That's all I got. Thank you so much. No, I uh, honestly, it was I I just couldn't believe it. Like they got a very like dubious penalty, United, and they went three two up. And uh, Roshi was out for a walk, and by the time she came back, so it was two each at half time. By the time she came back from the walk, it was like a minute or something left, and it was four three. And I, I I was just like, I I as my mother would say. My heart pumps purple piss. I don't give two fucks. <laughs> That's an awful thing to say about Manchester United. They, uh, no, they're they're just. I just can't. Like they're just so shit. It's it's laughable it's now great. at this stage. It's great. Um, but uh, anyway, what have you been up to this week? What have I been up to this week? I've been very very busy. I uh, suppose it's something that we're going to be talking about today. Um, I got a uh, cast in a show that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, and I've been running here, there and everywhere. I've been very, very busy. Well, congratulations on your on your cast. I believe you're much. you're you're playing a priest, which is just suited to you right down. To well, the you ground. see, I don't think I've mentioned Lords on the podcast, oh, you know, so me. it'll it'll uh, suit me down to the ground. That's Do you know that I've been to Lords? I think now, let right. me see. Fuck. Seven, Seven, <laughs> five times, I think it is. And you've mentioned it on here every fucking week. Yes, just to know you. Yes. Yeah. The uh, but yeah, no, that sounds like a very interesting week. Yeah, it, it was very, very busy, very good. Um, what did I do? Not a whole pile to tell you the God's honest truth. Um, I've been busy all over the weekend, and Sundays are my only day off now. Sundays are my day of rest. I work six days a week and then I have my day of rest. Yeah. Saturday for me. 
That's the only day for me. That's it's all. terrible, isn't it? Like, yeah, I left Kingspan thinking I was going to get more time, and uh, yeah, I haven't. I'm still yeah. working. How you were able to have Kingspan and everything else on top of that? I have no idea. Well, like, I've, I always, I like to be busy though. Like, yeah, I like, like to myself. be busy. Like, it's yeah. you know, if I'm not doing anything, all I do is sit and watch TV yeah, or else. Yeah you know watch football and like to be honest with you i like i like um i like being busy but yeah like it's good having saturdays like we're able on this bit more of time we're we're actually able to do stuff you know yeah. and go out which is good yeah, and, uh, yeah take the dogs out i and... i um i love chilling don't get me wrong but saying the dark evenings i need to be busy like last night <laughs> i thought you said i love children <laughs> i was like chilling chilling <laughs> um God sick. Um, I uh, last night, for example, I had to be in five places at the one time. Five places. I I I I just can't. And you chose to be with me. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't have much of a choice to tell. No, I would have fucking killed you. Yeah, it was like... either go or have to listen to you. So, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, I mean, we will come on to that, but yeah. it's uh, four weeks now. But f- five places at the one time. It was fucking mad. I got uh, I got some new figures. I say that it's it's quite the extensive um, collection. But I'm not keeping them. Then. Like I'm not keeping them. I'm I'm collect. I'm like I'm collecting up, and then I'm gonna sell them on. I just wanted to have them, and then I'm just gonna sell them again. They're nice. They are nice. They're about halfway up the wall, ladies and gentlemen. More uh, than half. Now. Yeah, they're more than um, halfway. But they are like, nice. That's not all. Our friends ones are upstairs. We have about forty friends ones now upstairs in the living room. Sure, there was only fucking five of them. I know, but there's all different outfits. Oh right, okay. And like different scenarios, and then there's right, the chase okay. editions. I only have one chase one in this collection, and it's like behind the tree. It's I love the one. chase with Bradley Walsh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, we actually went to um. We went and done a bit of Christmas shopping yesterday for the likes of just decorations and stuff, and I've been melting Roisin's head to go down to the range, and she finally gave in, and we went down to the range. It is like a fucking winter wonderland in there it's just amazing like basically the whole shop do they have loads of stuff still yeah like well there was some stuff that like there was only one thing that we wanted that there was one left of it and the box it looked like someone fucking jumped on it and we got to the tail and i said to her i was like look there's a good chance <laughs> this is broken. Yeah. So we'll ask him to open it at the till and lo and behold it was and it was like a wee village that like played eight different Christmas songs. Right. And what um, were said Christmas songs? I don't I didn't stand to listen to them. Oh like, right. right. <laughs> That's fucking, a missed opportunity. Yeah, for yeah. like fucking half an hour sitting yeah, there. This the wee village going had, uh, No, it's like Christmas like proper Christmas songs, oh, not right, like right. modern shit. Right. But the um yeah, no, it was it was there's loads like mm. and nowadays obviously whenever i think of christmas i think of like color wise red and green and maybe gold they had all like it's like fucking pinks and navies and whites and silver all this shit and like it's honestly like people would think of the range and be like oh it's maybe not like they have fucking everything you could want for there's christmas. a good spot that i like and it's down in county meath nav and county meath and it's called choice Right, okay. and I love going down there. So do it's now. It's not as winter wonderland as uh, the range, but I like there's some nice Christmas things there too. You go shopping, you get a wee cost yeah. and all that, and you chill out. That's a good spot. If anyone uh, yeah. would like to go down the whole way down to County Meath, but I, I walked into it and uh, I was expecting like you know, it's it's still early on like only crazy people would be like like me would want to go out and do it now but like i was expecting to walk in and maybe like three aisles like because the range in palm bridge is fucking massive it like is. like it's, it's huge, huge. Yeah. and so i was expecting like to walk in and that was really it made the whole like it's like three quarters of the shop like is pure christmas it's great but they have everything now their tree selection isn't the best because we need a new tree right um not that we need a new tree we don't it's just that you want we've one. moved houses our first christmas in this house yeah. and our tree is a seven and a half foot but it's quite it's a bit skinny so we kind of want something a bit fatter and then put the other tree. you want more tree. girth than but length daryl roisin is like you where she's not she's in the middle of me and you all right? right so she's not like 
loves Christmas as much as me, as in wants to put the decorations yeah. up. She likes it, but uh, but she could do yeah. without it sometimes too. But she had suggested to me about putting a tree in our bedroom, and I I was like, okay, so we could potentially have um four trees um <laughs> this year. Um, a tree in the fucking bedroom. <laughs> the, yeah, but no, I I can I can see it. I can I can. Uh, she she's decided where it's going and stuff. I I look forward to it. She she made a good uh, suggestion for it. She was like, it'll be lovely. Like the lights and stuff in the bedroom will look. It'll be lovely. So I was like, yep. So we've got one our first tree up, which is our desk tree. Then our other tree is going up tomorrow. Lovely. And then there's gonna so there's potentially gonna be four trees in the house. I can't fucking wait. Brilliant. Um, my, we got our garlands ordered from my mum's the florist. We got our garlands ordered from her Lovely. for the staircase, and I can't wait. Can't wait. I always get garlands, and what do you call the thing that you put on a, a bride's leg whenever they're getting married? And you, you oh, it's a garter, and you have to take the garter off. I always get them mixed up. You ever hear that? No. Did you order, did you order them for your balance? Yes, yeah. I did indeed. So yeah. Well, if anyone's looking, uh, any garlands, uh, Patricia's petals. She is an amazing florist, psycho like, but she's an amazing florist. Um, but yeah, other than that, we got we got a load of stuff. Um, as you've probably seen when you walk through the hallway, that's all our new stuff, yeah. and I have lifted everything down off the attic, so it's official. Christmas decorations up tomorrow. I can't wait. Do you know, see you and and fucking Christmas. You give me constipation. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I know you love it, but yeah. it's it, I love Christmas too, mm-hmm. but not just yet. Give me a week or so, week or two. Okay. Well, we'll leave the Christmas talk out then, and yeah. we'll go on to um, go on to our topic today, which is theatre. So obviously, me and you um, met in a theatre background. Yes. Um, you started quite early on in your life. I started quite late, mm-hmm. surprisingly. So I just thought we could maybe talk about it. A lot of listeners have been... That yeah, they, they have been asking for it. And I suppose we were a bit reluctant because we didn't want it to be a theatre podcast. No, I had um, swore. I had swore when we started this, we we're not yeah. doing theatre ever. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, seven lo and episodes behold, in. Yeah. Uh, and um, we're just... All we're doing is giving the people what they want, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I started... Uh, in 1999 I was three when I started so next year it'll be my 25th year doing shows but you'd think after 25 years you'd be good like yeah I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but in terms of shows and that you have sped past me like you know you w- you'd only think that you'd only think that I, I, I haven't actually you know been in a lot I've directed a lot yeah, but I've not been but in even a lot still how many of you directed now it must be in the 30s is it as in, like, what, like, full-on musicals yes. or showcases and concerts and uh, Musicals. I don't know. I don't know the exact number of musicals. I know... I think at the minute, it. I, I know that Lame Is is number 40. Right, when okay. When it comes to um, the likes of showcases. And, like, yeah. showcases is still a show. Like, it's, like, it's many musicals, but then, like, it's still the same length yeah, and yeah. stuff. So, I think all together... It's uh, lame as will be number forty. I think it's either yeah. thirty nine or forty. Um, yeah. like I. But that's in a that's in a condensed. Oh, time. It's complete like, madness. Like, when did you start? You started when you were eighteen, did you? Directing. Yeah. I directed my first show when I was eighteen. Yeah. yeah. And like, from eighteen to that's just under ten years. You've directed. Ten years. It'll be ten years. F- yeah, this ten year's years. Tenth, you've directed. You've directed forty shows yeah. in ten years. Yeah. That is crazy yeah it's not good no, no. it's it's crazy. like well it is now i wouldn't change anything like yeah, I know, yeah, yeah like a lot of obviously i'll go into that um I'll, i'm gonna be upfront and honest about right. any questions today daryl um but not that i you know have any regrets or anything but um regrets yeah I there was a time that i was doing a lot of shows like directing yeah. a lot of shows at once so yeah. like there was one summer alone that i was doing um hairspray adam's family Rock of Ages and Mary Poppins. Directing them all? Yeah. At the, the one spa- time? In the space of six weeks. No, that's crazy. And like, um, balancing all that. But like, man, I, I was bored out of my teeth. Like, yeah. I was like, I was working full time and theatre was my social life yes. at that point in time. That's, and the, that's the way I look at it yeah. too. Like, theatre for me is my escape. Yeah. I 
believe it or not, say if I'm sitting in the house by myself or or even if caves are or anyone, I go in, especially in the dark evenings, I go in on myself and get very quiet uh, and do nothing. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't really, like I don't go out an awful lot. I'm completely different. Say at rehearsals and on the stage, I am a completely different person. And I'm not saying that I'm putting on an act. I'm not. But I can be comfortable. I can be myself. And it's that's my escape. That is going out and getting... Uh, whenever I go on stage, I'm a different person. I leave Darl at the front door. And I'm a different person. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say get, something smart, but I'm not well, going to say you're a gob shit. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my... Like, as I say, I started when I was three. And I started in Newry Pantomime. Um yeah. Way back now, that I I always count nineteen ninety nine because I go from when the rehearsal period started, you know, mm-hmm. and that was my first introduction, and it was October nineteen eighty nine. So I was three turning four, yeah, and I it was my eldest or not my eldest, my second eldest sister Charlene that took me to uh, my first ever rehearsal, and I did it consecutively for eleven years. And oh. Yuri Panto always is in January, so it's quite late in Panto season. Never understood that. Yeah, it's quite late, but Warren Point is even later again. It's like February. So it's quite late. Uh, Panto season goes from like November till maybe the start of January, but Yuri is, is in the middle to late January. And for 11 years, I spent my birthday in Yuri Pantomime on, on the stage. And obviously, like Yuri Pantomime. I've never been in it, obviously yeah. not being from Newry, and I've obviously seen it. It's a major part of Roisin's life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Roisin's like, been in that for, she's been a member of that for 30 years. Yeah. Like, that's and, and it's it's crazy, and it's, um, it brings so many people, especially the children together. Like, yeah. you start off in the tiny tots, and then you go into the juniors, then you're, if you're a girl, you go into the seniors, um... Well, that's how kind of how, how we started in your age. Yeah, was because Roisin was in. Um, she knew the format. Or, yes, yeah. but she also had uh, the kids on kind of near. Yeah, and so whenever we had started up in Yuri, yeah, she um, was able to like the kids wanted to do it, and that's yeah. how we started off. Was from Yuri pantomime. So yeah, we have a lot of thanks for them. Yeah, yeah, and it's brilliant. Like Charlie Smith is without doubt one of the greatest men in Newry uh, 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 for the stage yeah with, without a doubt and the other one I would say would be the late great Wesley Livingstone the the two of them were Mr. Showman you know and, and Charlie still is you know for in terms of doing shows Charlie was uh, Charlie is should I say a fantastic um all-round entertainer comedian his quick wit even now he's in his 90s his quick wit is unbelievable and looking back on old videos of him is just you could see you know how how the mind works and the comedy mind works you know he's absolutely fantastic and I remember once you become whenever you're a boy once you become a certain age you can't do panto anymore because there's nowhere to put you it's yeah. because it's safeguarding and that I completely at the time I, I couldn't understand now I understand and I had left Panto and I went back a couple of years later to watch it and I went up to the kitchen and Charlie was there and he says he's still doing shows and I says I am I was just about to go to university and I told him this and I, he says whatever you do don't do drama or anything at uni and I says why not Charlie I've been doing this my whole life and he says the minute you start doing this as a job, you'll not enjoy it as much. Yeah, well, you know? that was the case for me. Yeah. Whenever I, um, at whenever I, uh, no, not anymore, like, but um, I obviously started off quite young um, at 18 and went three years of loving it. And it wasn't until I left my full-time employment and went full-time with, um, with the, uh, whenever I was working in Belfast that, I began to really hate it. Like, yeah. I was like, this is a, like, it was it, more, when it becomes I was so a young chore. as well. I was yeah. 21 whenever, you know, I directed my first show in the Opera House, I was 21, and yeah. 
Yeah, you know? and you are, I've heard you say before, you're the youngest ever director in the Grand Opera House in Belfast. Yeah, I don't know whether that's still the case, but yes, yeah. I, uh, as far as I believe, yeah. yeah. Um, at the time, that was uh, West Side Story in... I remember saying that, and I knew nobody, and Brian was with me, oh, and really? he knew everybody, because I wasn't, I wasn't in the likes of the boss school or anything at that time, Oh, right, and okay. he knew everybody, so instead of me being in the photos, I was the photographer that <laughs> night, <laughs> right, okay. and I have to say, it was a really, really good performance, it, it was really, really enjoyable, that, and of course, I, I didn't yeah. know you at the time, you know, but... There's very few shows for me that hold, that, that I would jump at to do again and hold a special place in me and Westside's one of them and Les Mis is another one yeah. and believe it or not Footless. Yeah. Um I would love as... to do Westside. Now Nuri did it a couple of years ago and I didn't do it. Um but Les Mis I've done. I, w- and yeah. I would love to do Les Mis again. The, uh, well, unfortunately, you'll probably never get the opportunity to do Les Mis because you have to be under 18. But yeah. the, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it was a crazy time. Um, for me, I started off when I was 16 doing shows, That's, which is fucking mental, whenever yeah. you think about it. Like, um, most people start off while young, like, but I was 16 and I started off doing it basically to tell you the truth was uh, I didn't do it for GCSE because our school didn't offer it and then I changed school and went to Somalikis and it was the only choice I had I had want I wanted to do ICT and I wanted to do maths and I wanted to do um oh my god what was my other one music mm-hmm. seriously and uh I then had wanted to take on a fourth okay and drama was my only real option yeah. to do so i decided to go for it <laughs> yeah and yeah i was really shit at it like at the start like i, I it was more the essays and stuff that i was really shit at, at being dyslexic and stuff and and it wasn't until um our school show and i auditioned for the school show and i was only in the school like a week and i auditioned for the show school show and it was guys and dolls and when i say that audition was shit i mean that audition was shit and uh, <laughs> and I didn't get cast. I got cast as a, like a gangster or something. And one of the guys um, who was playing Nathan Detroit, the lead, yeah. was sick. So I said, sure, I'll read in for him. And it wasn't until that moment that I was like, oh, there's maybe something here. And the teacher was like, so the teacher like did something really bad where she took one of the parts and split it in half. So, like, she said to the guy who was playing Benny, because he was a bit shit, um, you'll do two nights and Jordan will do two nights. And yeah. the guy then took the hump and I done, <laughs> done them all. Right, and that okay. was my first thing, was Benny South Street and Guys and Dolls. Very good. And uh, I then went and done Hunk with um, a company in North Belfast. And, yeah, kind of snowballed and just kept doing stuff and doing stuff. And, uh, yeah, but as I said, I haven't actually done overly... Because I've been directing from when yeah, I was eighteen, you haven't been. I haven't. I I only do stuff that I really want to do. Yeah. Like like, for example, um, Ulster at the time asked me in to do chorus and ghost because they were lacking men. I was like, yeah. that sounds fun. I'll yeah. do that. And then, um, we got asked me and a, a former friend of mine got asked in to do um, to dance tap dance in Forty Second Street. Yeah. And I was like, one hundred percent, I'll yeah. do that. That'd but like, brilliant. they're not lead roles. No, but that's something that I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Now, and I think if it's if you something that you want to do, go for it a hundred percent. And if yeah. your heart's not in it, then well, like I, I, I get it, and I don't like. It's I'm I, it's, it's a difficult one for me because, my my thing is, look like, and I'm not being a dick, but look how busy. I am. Yeah. Like not not as much anymore, but I'm still fucking busy. I yes. teach every evening. Yeah. I sandwich the podcast in whenever I can. Yeah. And then I direct. And you're and you're probably directing two shows at the moment too, are you? It's, you're doing them as yeah 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 and, and, yeah. No, I was going to say I didn't realize that, but yes, yeah. I'm um directing Lame is and uh, Nativity. Nativity now obviously, moment. like it's not. Whenever I was originally doing it back way back when all them years ago, it was just me. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. I have Roisin. 
Yeah. And if I had had Roisin back then, it would be it would have been a completely different story. It would have been, you know. Yeah. And Roisin does a lot of things that people don't see. Yeah. Like I would go into a room, obviously as as artistic director and of the of the shows, I would go into the room and people would just assume that maybe it's me. Yeah. <laughs> She does everything else, like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I just yeah. get the fucking glory of it, yeah, like yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But um, I think more of the adults and stuff are starting to realize maybe. Oh, right, okay, yeah, like, absolutely. Enough. And yeah. like, um, as I said, the uh, yeah, if I had I had her back then, it would be completely different. But yeah. yes, um, we're doing um, nativity obviously in five and a half weeks, and then Lame is in April, um. But which is challenging for us. Roshin does the panto every year. It's non-negotiable. Yeah. She does that. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah, I wouldn't even ever tell someone not to do a show either. Um, there's things that we we both agree on that we wouldn't do. Um, but um, for me, like Oklahoma, for example, is one yeah. of my favorite shows. Yeah. Like, I fucking love Oklahoma, and which is weird because a lot of people think it's shit. But for me, Oklahoma is the first show that incorporated all three. Yeah. And uh, obviously, there's a company doing it. And yeah. both myself and... Well, I really want to do it. Yeah. And I'm trying to convince Roshan to do it. Because I think it would be nice for us to be able to do something together. Do a together. show together. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, but not be involved in the background of it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not... Like, I, I've chosen not to do Oklahoma. Um, And... But Oklahoma was my first ever musical in uh, 2008 and that was out in school and I didn't go to the auditions or anything and then I seen like an awful lot of people were doing it. So I went, to my, <laughs> I went to my music teacher and I said, listen, can I can I be in this? I was already in the choir and he says, yeah, of course. And um, I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of it because it, it's, I don't like going into the nitty gritty, but... Uh, on the so the show opened on the Thursday night and on the night that the show opened I buried my father and I was only 12 at the time and the next day I was sitting in the house and the, it was so quiet we yeah. were all so quiet we were shell shocked shell, yeah. we didn't know what to do and I remember sitting on the black couch I'll never forget it and I said I rehearsed for a show and I'm going to do the show. And they all looked at me. And especially my mother. She says. What? I says. Get onto the phone. I rehearsed for a show. I'm going to do the show. I says. The show must go on. So my mother rang. Uh, the school. And she was speaking to the director. My drama teacher. Pauline Lynch. Who is a fantastic woman. And spoke to the principal at the time. And made arrangements for me to come down. And I remember as I was going through the halls of St. Paul's, I'm a poet, uh, <laughs> as, I, as I was going through the halls of St. Paul's uh, and we were walking up and mummy was behind me and I was walking in front of her and the whole way down she kept saying, are you sure, are you sure, are you sure? And I kept saying, yes, yes, I'm fine, yes, I'm 100%. And I left her at the door and I says, see you later, collect me around 10, see you later. And I went in, I got my costume on, I got my stage makeup on, and I did the Thursday, I did the Friday night, we're off on Saturday, the Sunday night, the Monday night, and the Tuesday night. And I have never, that was my escape, Yeah. doing that. And now, little did I know that I had people either side of the stage where if I was to, for it to hit me on, while I was on stage, there was somebody in the wings to drag me off and sent me home you know but I did that show and I never looked back and that to me is why I take musical theatre so um seriously yeah. it's why it is my escape and most of all it's why I don't like fucking about <laughs> uh, you do an awful lot of it no I no I mean <laughs> no I mean the silliness fucking about in certain and not in certain but in different companies the yeah. balls and about no people are there to have fun that is their escape they're not getting paid to do it let them enjoy it yeah well i'm gonna piggyback on the back of what you just said there yeah. it's so important like when whenever i first started doing it i was a bastard like like yeah. with people's time and like i never understood it because I, was, I <laughs> was so young right? <laughs> and uh i was so young and i didn't appreciate the concept of people's spare yeah. time and uh 
now I'm completely different. Like yeah. so much so like I, I'm very, very, very understanding and very accommodating. But yes. like if people take the piss, I'm not yeah. like you know, like we all for know for example, there just uh, before nine to five, I think it was the opening. The nine to five opened on Tuesday night, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. And on the Saturday, about a week before the opening night, I asked you, "Listen, I want to go to London. It's for one night. I'll be missing the uh, band call and the dress. Do you mind if I go? And will not tell anyone. I'll just go. I'll be back on the Sunday for the dress. And you were so understanding." And you let me go ahead because I I hadn't missed that mo- many rehearsals. I no, genuinely I hadn't. I hadn't. No, you weren't as bad as other people. No, I I wasn't. And yeah. um, you know things like that. There, that's that's appreciated. You know, um, when yeah. whenever you have a production team that understand, it is very yeah, much appreciated. Like I am very much the only thing that I genuinely would get annoyed about is if people were to miss for another company's rehearsal yes that annoys me especially whenever you're like if your show is up, first no not even that there if you're signed up to do i i'm I, like see when people say if, oh if your show's first and stuff i get that but if you have committed to something first yes even if that show is four months after the the show that you're now taking on i see it as a height of rudeness if someone was to sign up to your stuff first and then something else comes along, like, yeah. oh, I'm doing that now, so I'm going to fuck you about for yeah. a few months. I know what you while mean. I t- it really annoys and, me. Like. See, the way I look at it is... If, no, this is with adults. Yeah, adults if, if my about. rehearsals... If my rehearsals nights are on different nights, I will take on two shows. 100%. Right? If it's on the same night, I won't, right? Yeah. But in saying that, I did two shows at the one time last this time last year yeah and see after it i was and no i'll tell a lie i did one i'm not gonna name them all because you'll just take take the piss out of me for naming one specific one but i'll name them anyway i did all chuck up the adams family nuri pantomime joseph school of rock no school of rock joseph and then straight into greece but see, after Joseph, I was incredibly sick to the point that I couldn't do the get-out. And I always try and do the get-out. Now, yeah. I might lift one or two things, uh, but I'll, I'll still stay about. But I was so sick. So it's important that people always get sick on a, on a uh, show week. It's, it's inevitable. But that's because you're eating shitty food, like takeaways. <laughs> you're not getting enough sleep. You're not drinking enough water. It's all, like... It is so physically taxing putting on a show and being on a show. Even though we're amateurs, it is so physically taxing uh, that you just need to look after yourself. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, the, uh, that's, like, that was, my, that was me for three years. was yeah. constant shows. Like, yeah. leaving one and going into another. Constant for and three And years. that's the rut I'm in at the minute. I'm, I'm in that. And it's going to come to a point next year where i'm gonna have to say listen i have to take a break after september uh, I, uh, yeah we'll see we'll see <laughs> um yeah but yeah no um do you have any funny stories from theater yes uh, uh, yeah a, a good couple of funny stories so i was the uh, the lion in the wizard of oz in arma in 2015 yeah in the marketplace theater and it was I forget. I don't even know the name of the company, but we had a fantastic director, Jim McKeown, uh, you call him, and it was done in. So we did three weeks of Monday to Friday, ten o'clock to four, right, and then we put the show on on the fourth week. So it was really, really condensed, really, really busy, uh, but an awful lot of fun. And I had just been two weeks post up on my right foot, right. And I was walking from one part of the marketplace to the other. And obviously I was limping really, really heavily, right? And right. the director said, Is that are you in character or is that real <laughs> is that real life? And I says, No, that's that's a wee bit of both. Because I didn't want to tell them that I had just had an operation in case I didn't get the role. Because I really always wanted to be the cowardly lion. And the reason why I wanted to be cowardly lion, number one, i I always loved the Wizard of Oz uh, growing up. And probably still do. It's a fantastic film. But also I had seen Declan McConaughey as the lion in the panto 
for years and years and I thought he was fantastic. So I got to be lion, which is brilliant. Put him up, put him up and all this, right? Right. On the final night, we we had the matinee and we had the final performance. And um, during the, I, I did the one thing that I never do. I ate a large meal in between the matinee oh and the final performance. God. And what it was, it was a pizza. It was a Domino's pepperoni pizza. I will never forget it. And so I'm sitting and the marketplace is great that you can hear your cue and everything, you know, like through the, yeah. in the dressing room. And I heard the Wicked Witch uh, making her entrance and I knew, right, I, I don't have long to go here before I come out. And where the dressing rooms are in the marketplace, I uh, my entrance was the far side. So I had to come out and go over the far side. But before I even left the dressing room, I said, I'm going to be sick. Now, I had makeup and a lion's mane on my head. Took the mane off, bulked in the ensuite. Oh, God. And cleaned myself up. Knew I had plenty of time. I had a good 10 minutes at least. Cleaned myself up and decided to walk across the back curtain to the other side. Now, the Wicked Witch was now fighting with Scarecrow. Is this a fucking story or a It movie? is a story. <laughs> and <laughs> as I was waiting, and I am not joking you, mate. Right. 90 seconds before my entrance, <laughs> I says, oh, I'm going to be sick again. I looked at the bucket and I says, well, I can't be sick in the bucket because Dorothy throws water over the witch at the end. <laughs> I looked I looked in the basket and I said, well, I can't be sick in the basket because that's where the dog goes, Toto. I found a corner in the marketplace oh backstage and I puked and the stage manager was going, Lance being sick, Lance being sick. And I could hear this and the director going, pull the curtain down, pull the curtain down after this scene. And me trying uh, between... Boking was like, oh no no no, don't don't, I'm fine, I'm fine. I boked. I've since called that corner puke corner. God. I went out. I, I cleaned myself up one more time, and I went out on the stage and I sang. If I only had the nerve, and I cannot tell you how grateful I was for an interval in all my <laughs> life because interval is shortly after Lance's entrance. Um, there was another time during Lemon's Arabla um out in St Paul's, and I was uh. My feet were really, really sore and I sat on a chair and the chair, I went through the chair. <laughs> I fell through it and what I didn't realise was it was the chair that Jean Valjean used to hit Javert with oh, and I didn't know and there was loads of screws and I fell on my arse. But I, I have loads of fun, like after 25 years of course you have loads of stories yeah. but that's that's probably my favourite one. Yeah, for me. The the funniest story for me was um I had I was doing Forty Second Street and I'd finished I'd quit smoking stupidly on Chowick and uh someone made a bet with me that I couldn't I couldn't stick to it for the whole show and if I lost I had to get a tattoo. Oh and uh I was <laughs> <laughs> it was like the number before the interval and we were standing and like in a full on tux and I stopped after doing it like a time step and stopped and just fucking like felt myself going and luckily the curtain came down and I was like fucking near fainting and had to quite <laughs> smoke about 10 fags back to back and I had to get the tattoo which is the one up here oh my goodness yeah that's... that was that's my but last wh- why don't you tell the ladies and gentlemen of, about um the dressing room incident oh in in March, or what? Well, shall know. I tell it? Which one? Oh, so. yeah. So yeah, no, no, you won't tell it, right? So we we were in a show in March, um, and there was a good few adults in it. I'm not going to mention which show, um, PTSD and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and uh, the, we were all in the dressing room, and Daryl, we were organising the after show party, and Daryl said that he. Uh, Sorry, sorry. Can I just put it in? I had been saying for quite some time that I would not be going. I had been saying for at least two weeks. So it was the final night. Continue. And uh, I'd said it again. And then Daryl had said no. And I said, oh, his girlfriend's not letting him go. And it he was like went off on one. A red rag to a fucking and bull. He he looked at me, bear in mind that it was my birthday. And um <laughs> um I was the lead in the show. Yeah. And 
walk no, my the room was full. Worked my fucking balls off for yeah. months working with kids and yeah. fairly in the room with And Daryl said, Don't ruin my last night. And, and I stormed out. I stormed out and instead of the room going real awkward, everyone just fucking laughed. No, it went really, really <laughs> quiet until I No, we were all we were until all... It, no, until it walked out, right? And I had a tie and I was trying to put the tie on and I was not much of a fucking temper that I couldn't get the tie on. Now, to my credit, did I return to the room quick? Yeah, but you come into the room to so much abuse. Yeah, I did. I did. So much And abuse. if you're in Newry Town Hall in the kitchen to this day where it says no food or drink. No is, way. Does it still say There that? is still a little pencil thing that says hashtag don't ruin my last night. I think that was Damien that wrote that. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. <laughs> and there, like, just on that, Damien, he has been on the, on the Newry circuit for such a long time. And I don't mean that in any disrespect, but the the things you learn, Damien's great crack, but the things you learn from Damien, you know, um, he, he gives you the wee tips and he, he gets you to enjoy yourself and he gives you encouragement. So I want to give a shout out to Damien as well because he is, he, he's brilliant, like, but there's so many characters. But yeah, he, um, Jordan really, really pissed me off that night, really. And to that point where I said, don't ruin my last night. It was the worst and, thing you possibly done. Though. He looked at me and I says, I mean it. Don't ruin my last night. And I was more annoyed that I gave you the fucking satisfaction because you laughed. But there's always there's always drama uh, in show business. There's always... Uh, there's it no is, need for it though. It, as my saying is, keep the drama for the stage. And it is over the silliest things. Yeah, it doesn't happen in Belfast. And I think it's because... Um, there is a lot of people tend to do the same the same companies and stuff but uh i've got another question for you um what what's your favorite show my favorite show would have to be fiddler on the roof oh my god that's that's one of mine yeah fiddler on the roof just the music and everything wow um you're sitting there and you're you know you're in for a long show it's like three hours long oh it's fucking and, and all you hear is and I love it and I get so engrossed in the story of it and uh, yeah and also I was the fiddler on the roof uh, in St Paul's Uh, I'm I'm the only fiddler on the roof that wasn't allowed on the roof so figure that one out it's very very it's very dangerous Um, my I have a few like but if I had to if someone put a gun to my head and said what is your favourite show of all time it would have to be Oklahoma right okay. without a shadow of a doubt um, if you Lame is close second like but, yeah Lame uh, would be a close o- second Oklahoma, for me too again Oklahoma. because of the music and, and everything what do you which, which show have you ever been in that you that you've loved just one show that you that you've been in as a character doesn't can be chorus or character Oh, good question. Um, that I've loved every part of it, like yeah. every single part. I'm going to say the Wizard of Oz because yeah. I loved, I I loved it because it, the Wizard of Oz at the time was more for kids, and obviously yeah. there's more. There's the new West End production that's coming soon, and that's attracting adults and kids. But the Wizard of Oz was fun. I really enjoyed it from, I, from start to finish. For me, it was Spamalot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's wherever when I met uh my friend Paddy McGannity um, and it was I'm such a liar sorry for interrupting you the Adams family yeah sorry but go ahead spam a lot can't believe you just interrupted me to say Adams family sorry sorry Um, because of the whole process spam a lot shaved my head and everything well have ever been told that Um, (laughs) (laughs) spam a lot for me was brilliant Um, the cast were just unbelievable and the crack was fucking 90 um and they're all football heads as well, so it was good crack. We actually had a charity football match and stuff. It was good, good fun. Um, what's your least favorite show? All shock up. What? Oh, your dick. All shock up. Yeah. Why? Um, that uh, are you on about the least favorite that I've been involved no, in? No, just least favorite show. Oh, uh, yeah, it would be probably up there. The least favorite that just did not enjoy it one bit. I really really it got on my fucking tits um wow 
another one, I suppose, and I did get a bit of stick for this, but I have reason, right? Uh, come from where? No, I don't absolutely hate it. I do not yeah, hate it. Yeah, it's just because you were tired and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, so I, we flew from uh, Dublin to London at like, we got into London at say fucking seven o'clock in the morning and we were sightseeing and then that evening at like seven in the, half seven in the evening, we went to see the show. So I was absolutely exhausted. So when yeah. I say, oh, I don't really like it, it's because I don't understand. I, I, yeah. I, it was too fast for my tired brain and I would like to go and see it and give it a second chance. For me, I, I really don't like sex. Yeah. I really don't like it. I don't get it. I, yeah. I just think it's it's what is it an R and ten, yeah, and ugh, there's an awful lot of people me. as well speaking of short shows that don't like Joseph. No, I hate Joseph. Yeah, hate um, it. And, hate and, it. And in hindsight, I hate it too. I don't. I don't like it. Um, one of the shows I would love to do, absolutely love to do, would be Jesus Christ Superstar, and I would love to do Herod if. You could play any role. What would it be? I think I just tapped on it there. It was, uh, I would love to be uh, King Herod in Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, I know it's very, very short, but it is, it's really, really iconic. I would love to do it. Yeah, I think them. I do love comedy roles, and you're very good in that. In the shows that I've done with you, which is actually in terms of musicals, I've done more shows with you than any other musical study really yes yes i have, <laughs> I have indeed yeah because uh, i was trying to do uh, like if i had like a chart you know you i think i'm on four uh, i've done oliver um grace oh, yeah. i always forget about all nativity and did i do another one with nine you nine to five nine to five yeah of course so i've done four with you uh i've done three with nuri two with bosco and two at bambridge so i i you know i've it's the league that's the way I'm looking at it. So I've done more with you, and um, what was I talking about there? It's gone out of my head. Whatever. But I um, you were talking about what? Part oh, oh yeah. You always give me co- uh, comedy roles, which I appreciate because yeah, I would like to be doing more serious things and yeah, and be and be given the chance to do more serious things. But I do love a good comedy role. Yeah. Um. For me, I tend to get typecast into stuff, and like it's as the the fat funny friend or that's the fucking pot calling yeah, kettle black there. Yeah, uh, but I uh, my f- f- like ultimate dream role is Elder McKinley in Book of Mormon, which oh, is very good. which is a, a funny side character. But yeah. that would be for me. That would be I would be happy with that. Like it's although like I absolutely like I've been very 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 fortunate and. It's because there's very few tenors. Yeah. That's the reason why I've been very fortunate. But like, I've got to play some really cool roles, but uh, not the best experiences yeah. doing them. But like, I've uh, it's tough going. Like, my problem is that I have no filter, and I just say what's on my mind. And yep. if someone's fucking me off, I say you're fucking me off. But see, I'm the same. But yet I'm saying, oh, here he goes again, complaining. You yeah. know. But yet I'm seen as he's a dick. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Like it's, I'm literally, and I, I would do it in a nice way. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that was it. But like, it's like just... in in, in twenty five years, I've walked off the stage once, one because they really annoyed me, really annoyed me, and it, it takes it took an awful lot for me to walk off. The Wait, stage. Was that in the one I was in? No, it wasn't. I thought you walked off the stage in that one. No, as I didn't. <laughs> no, it was the one that you were you, not in. All right. Yeah. Well, oh yes, no. It was whenever someone told me, but I just fucking laughed yeah. for like a half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like I was I, like, I walked, "That is just Daryl." Yeah, I walked off the stage. Oh, yeah, whatever. But like, but, I think a lot of people like I would do anything for anyone. Yeah, but a lot of people don't see that. And when it comes to show, uh, shows and other societies, I would do anything for anyone. Well, I have to say, you you are very um, you're very what's the word I'm looking for? Like you, thre- you're you're very encouraging. Whenever it comes to... 100%. Yeah, you're very encouraging. And I remember going for a role one time and you're saying, just go for it, you know, just it, go for it, you know. And like, I don't know whether you noticed, you were you were doing a session for, um, for what do you call it? Um, the uh, Monsignor. Yeah. And I, I had said to you, 
at the time and i done it on purpose because you were doing my fucking head and you were freaking out about it and i was like don't be worrying like i mean you're probably too young for it anyway yeah and i done that to annoy you yeah because i knew then that, that would annoy you and it would make you concentrate and yeah, it would yeah. make you shut the fuck up and actually do it yeah and like i would never ever you know tell people not to go for something i hate it whenever i'm directing a show and people ask me what they should go for yeah that's my pet peeve what like, what is i get so uncomfortable do you know about what, it. i, I want to ask you a question would you Say, for example, you were do, you were in an audition, right? Yeah. And somebody has prepared for a piece, yeah. right? Would you be weirded out in that audition if somebody was to say to you, Jordan, as director, what would you like to see me do in this role? Would that freak you out? Or would you rather just see the person do what they think first in an audition? Well, do you, do you get me? Do you, do, like, I think going into an audition... You should the difference have an idea. with me is that I would send out beforehand what I want. Yeah, what do you so want? So yeah. it's. But I mean, I hate when people come to edition dress as a character. Yeah, that freaks me out. Yeah, <laughs> see, people thought I was doing that. Uh, that freaks me. The fuck people out thought I was doing that, but I that was just my work uniform. I wore all black, and people thought I was going dressed. Oh, as a priest. like I don't yeah. think you've ever done it. Like, there's been a couple of people that have done it for me, and it freaks me the fuck out. Like, I, it yeah. makes me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. But no, like, I mean, if people have questions, they can ask questions. I, yeah. I don't particularly like it when people put me on the spot. And I've had it a couple of times. Only a couple whenever people have asked, whenever they haven't got cast, they ask me why. Yeah. And like, you, you, you don't want to be cruel to them. And you don't want to be like, would you enough. give feedback if they asked for it? Or would you just say, listen, I haven't got time? No, no, no. Like, I would and I have. But like, yeah. I, it might not necessarily be what they want to hear. But, but yeah. like, it's like, it's hard because like even with regards to like kids like we have a shit load of kids yeah. come to us and we have and a you shit can't no, keep and, everyone happy and then you've got people that like will ask you oh you know why did i not get it yeah. and you can't turn around them and be like because you can't fucking sing yeah. it yeah, and yeah. you can't act it like you're you're coming in and yeah. like and even with adults like for nine to five i had it as well yeah and like sometimes as well the the best person overall doesn't necessarily suit the role in my yeah. eyes. That doesn't mean they won't suit the role for someone else's yeah. eyes in that role. It just means that, like, I have very specific... So, for, like, Nativity, for example, I kind of knew what I wanted from that character. Yeah. And, flipping, that doesn't mean that someone who's brilliant... Just, it just means for that character, I kind of want something else. Yeah. And, like, I find 9 to 5 quite hard, difficult casting... Um. You know, and like it all changed yeah. basically whenever someone had, uh, uh, whenever Judith had auditioned, um, it kind of changed everything. And, and, and like, I remember because I had gone for uh, Joey, is it Joey? Joe. Yeah, Joe. Sorry, I had gone for Joe, and I remember I I didn't get it. I got it. To, uh, uh, I lost it to the he's, brilliant Brian Reeby. He's all thought friend. I fucking cast myself. My best friend Brian Reeby, and I remember you saying, "Listen, it's not that you did a great audition, but." It's what I'm looking for at the moment. Uh, and it all goes down to what it will look like on stage. And I understand that, yeah. you know, and, and that's totally fine. See, directors for me, I have the utmost respect for di directors until they start getting personal and they start getting nasty. Um, and there's no need for it. No, there's no need for it because, number one, and I know I'm not talking about you, and there are directors out there who don't take payment. Uh, whenever they're doing a show yeah but when directors are getting payment and it is very well known that they are getting payment and then they start giving you lip that's yeah. when i and it, i mean personal and, yeah. and and being nasty for no reason that's yeah. when i said you know something fuck you ah uh, yeah there's no there's, there's no, no call for it but say for example you for example, I made a mistake during 9 to 5. I had told the cast member to jump up off a of bed when he was supposed to be dead. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck, I remember And that. the first thing that you did <laughs> was you came round and you said, what the fuck? Like, what What the fuck? And if you remember, I put my hands up and I said, listen, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but in saying that, it is having that respect. Because people could say, oh, I didn't do that. It's having that respect of saying... Do you know something? Yeah, I, I did fuck up. I'm sorry. It'll not happen again. So I treat directors or many directors like a referee should be in a, in a football match. Treat them with respect 
uh, and don't answer them back. If they're telling you, if they're giving you the hairdryer treatment and shouting at you, it's not because the, the, it's personal. It's because they want you to do the best you can on that show so that you look good on that show. And on another thing, I'm on a wee bit of a rant here. On another thing. I can't tell. <laughs> um, if you want to be in the show, if you want to be on the stage, you need to be prepared to put in the fucking work. And that includes going to all, as many rehearsals as you can. See this crack of missing 10 rehearsals. Bullshit. If you know that, or if you get into a rut that you're missing rehearsal after rehearsal after rehearsal, walk away because you're wasting everyone's time. Yeah. Sorry, that's two and one there. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, but no, like, look, I agree with you. Um, I look, I, I feel like I have the crack and I let people you have do. the crack. You and do. it's like nine to five is probably one of the best experiences in my life. Yeah. And obviously having Roisin yeah. as uh, one of the leads was great. And um, Judith and Molly were both excellent. Brilliant. The whole cast were excellent, like it, it, from the chorus. And I feel like everyone the energy on of, stage was unreal. Yeah, it was good crack. And um, see, when you can feel the energy on stage, you, you know you're doing it. It's yeah, all worthwhile, well, you know. We'll see. But next up, we'll have uh, Nativity, yep. which um, we're both in. Yeah, I'm directing it. We're both in it. Um, and it's got a really good cast. It's. I wish we had a had a wee bit more um time, but obviously with people, people have commitments and stuff, and I don't yeah. overly want people out all the time. But I mean, folks, if you're from the the area or if you're from even anywhere in the north, do yeah. travel and come yeah. up and see you're, it. We you're, have, you're in for a treat because yeah. now, yes, the the adult cast in particular, you know, yours truly is amazing. You know, we're, we're amazing, you're but a dick. <laughs> but the but the kids. Oh yeah, the are, kids are unbelievable. Like yeah. we have, uh, there's over I think it's over a hundred kids uh, split across um, two different casts. Yeah, and brilliant. Yeah, they're great, and you know the production team are working really hard, and the adults are working really hard, and but it's see, good crack. People think, and um, just on that production team, right? People think whenever they go and see a show, it's just a director. Yeah. You have the director, the choreographer, the musical director, the lighting people. The um, microphone people, the set people, the staff of the theatre, you have so the costume people, the makeup people, you have so many people. It takes an army to put on a show and a shitload of money. So please support the arts. And if you're in the arts and if you're in the show, appreciate everyone around you. Yeah, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a very um thankless task it is. sometimes. It is you know, indeed, obviously yeah. we have a we, we do this every week and yeah. on a Sunday, um and it it can be quite draining, but yeah. having, you know, someone like Roisin to do it with makes it yeah, all worthwhile. Brilliant. Um we obviously have a lot of plans for the future where we're doing nativity, then lame is yeah. and fucking rock of ages and <laughs> just to throw a span on yeah. the works, I'd love to start my own uh, musical theatre company. Um, I would love to, um, but yeah, we'll just we'll just put that out there. Uh, go for it. <laughs> no, no, I'll, no, I'll talk to you off air. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. Um, there you go. You heard it here first. You heard, heard it here first. Heard, heard, heard the dog exclusive. Daryl, yeah. Daryl Glugley starting a, a musical theatre group. Um, anything to fuck you off this week? Yes, uh, and it's it's not just this week, right? But it's something that has been going on all my fucking life. What's it? The pronunciation of my name. Daryl? No. Galagalagalay? No, 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 no. <laughs> I am not called Daryl. I am called Darl. Daryl? Darl. What word did I say? Daryl. Daryl. Darl. 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 Daryl. No, not Daryl. Darl. Daryl. Say so to Farl. Say so to Farl. No, say so to Farl. Say soda, f- soda farl, soda farl, soda farl. And you did it with a fucking fry soda farl, soda, soda farl, soda farl. No, not farl, farl, f a r l, soda farl. Rhyme farl with darl, farl, darl. No, <laughs> no, my name is not Daryl, right? And for all the musical theatre people and, and even anyone who's not in musical theatre who are uh, listening to this, my name is not Daryl. My name is Darl. Daryl. No, it's just... Uh, 
And it's, I thought you were going to say more your surname. <laughs> no, no. Fuck the surname. Get the first, get the, uh, my first name right before you even attempt the second name. Darl. Okay, sorry, Darl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah um, there you go. So that's fucked you off. Um, yeah. What has fucked me off? Do you know what's fucked me off this week? What? I fucking ordered one of these Funko Pops. Uh, one that I've been waiting on for three weeks and it arrived and it was fucking wrecked. Oh, dear. The dickhead fucking put it in a bag. Mm-hmm. And it is wrecked beyond belief. And I was just like, you knob. Do you like, know what I would do? On the Consumer Council in Northern Ireland. No, well, I, I sent a strongly worded message being like, yo, this box looks like it's been fucking run over by Larry. What's going on? I'm sure they'll like, really they, appreciate that. They blamed it on the delivery and they offered me £2 compensation. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> Shut up your hole, you cunt. Um, but no, I other than that, nothing really. It's been a very quiet week. Um loving the fact that it's one more week to Christmas and one more week to Disney um, till we go on I'm, I'm trying to figure out how we can do this in Disney um, I'm sure we can it'll yeah. be fine um, but yeah no other than that that's it there's no mysteries topic no mystery topic we're condensed no. this week just due to a very very busy, busy yeah. schedule on, on especially me and it was me that asked you know can we selfish bastard I, I'm so um, sorry I am but, so sorry, but yeah, so we'll finish up the podcast here this week. And from me, JP. And me, Darl G. Tell all your friends to follow us on Instagram and give us a like on Facebook and tell everyone to give us a listen. Also, give us some feedback on what, what topics you want what us to what cover. What you'd like us to talk yeah. about, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'd, we'd love to hear from you because it's your show's web. Yes, over and out, folks. Bye.